We're talking today with Deanna Taylor, who is with the Release Asian People in Prison, basically getting elderly people uh, out, out of prison. And they held a press conference earlier this week uh, to talk about their legislative agenda for 2024. Um, but Deanna, why don't you just give us a quick introduction about you know, what are some of the issues that the Release Asian uh, People in Prison is about? Yeah, uh, thanks so much for that question, Mark. So the Release Aging People in Prison campaign um, has been around for a little over 10 years. Uh, and it was started by three people, uh, Laura Whitehorn, uh, Mujahed Farid, and Kathy Boudin, all of which have um, had prison sentences where they saw there was a crisis of aging and death behind bars. And so uh, now the RAP campaign is a grassroots advocacy organization. We are led by uh, formerly incarcerated people and their families, and we're fighting for an end to the racist system of mass incarceration in New York State. Now, you know, I always remember because I myself am a senior citizen, you know, the idea that people have been in prison for a very, very long period of time. Um, and of course, of change over that period of time should, you know, get released. And I'm always like, why is this still such a hard issue to pass? So how close did you come at all last year? And there's, you know, as the, as the governor or where are the legislative leaders on this issue? Yeah, so over the last couple of years, we have built tremendous support for our two major prior, uh, legislative priorities. That's the elder parole and the fair and timely parole bills. Uh, for each of these bills, we actually have majority support of lawmakers who are ready to vote for these bills once they get to the legislative floor. Uh, we've also just bolstered our support. We um, do grassroots advocacy across the state, talking with constituents, getting people who are directly impacted involved. We've also gotten support from the DAs from the three largest uh, districts in the county or counties in the state, I should say, um, in New York City. Uh, we have a number of victim and survivor advocacy groups um, and anti-gun violence groups that have signed up for our campaign, along with the other 350 uh, other organizations all across New York State who have pledged their support. Um, we've had, you know, the statewide chapter of the NAACP pledge their support. And so uh, what we've seen with the legislative leaders is um, kind of like the political a lack of political will to act. Um, and so last session, we were ready to pass the bills. This session, we're ready to pass the bills. And we really think that we're in a position to actually get that done. Um, and so our main push is just letting leadership know that this is, these are common sense pieces of legislation. It's just re restoring the parole board to its original purpose and allowing people really meaningful opportunities for release that otherwise would not get them at all in their natural lives. And I understand, unfortunately, this has been an issue that is personally impacted upon your family. Um, I guess your father is still incarcerated. Yeah. So my father is incarcerated um, in New York state he has been incarcerated since I was 10 years old. And one thing I can say from the bottom of my heart is that while my father did commit a serious crime and he must be accountable for that, my father is not just his crime. And he has vowed to do everything in his power to actually work on repairing 
our community by being, you know, someone who interrupts violence and is there to stop harm um, before it happens. And we're really waiting for him, my family, we're really waiting for him to be home um, so that he can just be a positive light for us, but also for the young people in our communities who are missing um, these parental and grandparent figures due to just so much incarceration across the state. And my dad is soon gonna go before the parole board. Um, and without the fair and timely parole bill passed, he, despite all of his accomplishments um, of facilitating victim awareness classes, um, getting two degrees and on his way to his third um, in human services, um, helping multiple incarcerated men um, actually with their parole packets and helped a number of them actually get home um, through, despite the really hard uh, parole board process that the state has right now. And despite all of that, the pro board can hit him simply for the nature of his crime, the one thing that he can never change. So yeah, the fair and timely parole bill, um, as well as the elder parole bill are really close to my heart. And, um, and on top of that, since my dad's incarceration, I've met dozens of incarcerated men um, and women who deserve a shot at release and non-binary people as well. Now, of course, um, you know, so much of our mass incarceration arises out of, you know, racist, you know, criminal justice issues. And just reading your website before is actually the number of elderly people over the last um, 20 years in prison has actually sort of uh, doubled. You know, how has the issue of, you know, trying to, you know, re at least reduce mass incarceration and reduce the, you know, racial bias in our criminal justice system. Has that had an impact on your um, advocacy efforts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the RAP campaign in our some of our previous work, uh, we did work in uh, to basically shift the uh, culture of the parole board in certain ways. Um, to allow for more release of, of elderly people. Um, and it was because the parole board has this kind of culture of perpetual punishment that leads to a lot of this, um, the aging crisis behind bars. On top of that, we have a history of, you know, draconian prison sentences from the kind of uh, war on crime era, the Pataki era in, in, in this state. And uh, now we have to do a lot of that work to take back the mistakes uh, or, or actions, I should say. I'm not sure that they were mistakes, but the purposeful actions of our uh, state government. And so it really does drive our work. Um, we're in communities who are most impacted by incarceration. We're speaking with the people who are closest to the issue, those that have been left without parents um, and grandparents and community members and someone to feed back into their family um, that's so desperately needed in a lot of our communities. And we also see a tie between this issue of mass incarceration, aging and death behind bars. We see a tie to that to a general lack of resources in our communities. And so when we're calling for these pieces of legislation to start to kind of take back um, our communities from a lot of these harmful practices, we realized that with the money that we would save, getting people who are ready to come home out of prison, we can feed back into systems that we really, really need, like education, mental health care, and so many other things 
Um, and the passage of both of these bills would save the state uh, half a billion dollars um, a year for that. So, yeah, these these we, bills we, are really important to that. So we have only two minutes left. So I'm going to ask you a multiple part question and you can answer that in the last 90 seconds or so. One is, you know, uh, Governor Hochul did very poorly in a recent uh, re-election uh, campaign. A lot of that was the tabloids uh, inflaming the, the concept of, um, you know, crimes on the increase. A lot of that probably had to do actually with more homelessness on the, on, on the street. How is that sort of anti-crime message from the tabloids impacted upon it? And then the, the second part is if people want more information about how they get involved, how, how you, know, the, you know, a website, how can they find out more about the campaign? So the way we see it and what, what we've been seeing on the streets is that, you know, even despite uh, kind of the fear mongering that's been going on in the press, um, despite people trying to blame what may have been the repercussions of COVID and a, you know, um, huge recession that we're going through on criminal justice reform. Um, despite all of that, the Democratic Party has kept a supermajority in both houses, has kept all three, you know, lines that they have there open with the governor. Um, and so we believe that the public sees through some of this stuff. They understand that uh, this is the right thing to do for our communities. Um, we are trying to get people back home who can actually make our community safer, be violence interrupters. And uh, even despite all of the, the so much money and time that the other side has put into um, weaponizing criminal justice reform against us. Ten, the, ten seconds. No. People want more information? Rapcampaign.com, R-A-P-P, campaign.com. Thank you very much. Tiana Taylor, Release Asian People in Prison, Rap. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.